This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, June 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. New heat and smoke protections. Farm Bill funding eyed and global ag subsidies rise. New heat and smoke protections for farm workers. The legislature has been advancing a measure that would add a new set of protections for outdoor workers when temperatures hit 105 degrees, such as more breaks. The bill would also require N95 respirators when wildfire smoke is hazardous and PM2.5 hits 200. Currently, employers must have N95s available when air quality drops to 151 and require them at 500. During a Senate committee hearing this week, farm and restaurant groups contended that the state already has adequate standards in place and such proposals should instead go through the petition process at Cal OSHA, the agency overseeing workplace safety. Michael Miller of the California Association of Wine Grape Growers argued the bill would mandate an outcome for the independent agency. And on that note, a separate Senate committee has passed AB 2183, a contentious bill promised by a vote-by-mail option for farm worker union elections. Farm groups charge it would erode the secret ballot process. The bill has yet to secure the support of Governor Newsom, who vetoed the same legislation last year. Costa. Funding is a key issue for Farm Bill. Lawmakers are well into their preparatory hearings for writing the next Farm Bill, but a veteran Democrat of the House Ag Committee suggests the bill's fate is going to hinge on whether lawmakers can cut up with more funding for it. Representative Jim Costa says in an interview with AgriPulse Newsmakers, quote, I think one of the most important elements is that it's going to determine how smooth it goes in the Senate and House. It's going to be an agreement on baseline funding. He said if we're stuck with a baseline from five years ago, that it's going to be a problem. Costa noted that there are big demands for more funding for disaster assistance and conservation programs and, quote, our ability to expand those tools are in part determined on what the baseline funding is. There are also calls to raise reference prices on the price loss coverage program, something else that could increase the cost of the bill. A big question is whether Republicans might want to increase farm bill spending if they take control of the House. The newsmakers program will be available today at agripulse.com. Commerce rules for fertilizer imports were subsidized and dumped in the U.S. The Commerce Department has issued final rulings that Russia and Trinidad, as well as Tobago, unfairly subsidized exports of urea ammonium nitrate fertilizer, which is dumped in the U.S. at below market prices. The ruling brings the U.S. another step closer to finalizing stiff duties on the fertilizer that American farmers say has become too costly and scarce to the point where they may have to ration usage. The final stage in the anti-dumping and countervailing duties investigations will be rulings from the U.S. International Trade Commission on whether or not the agency will finalize determinations that the UAN imports from companies in Russia, Trinidad, and Tobago do damage to U.S. producers of the fertilizer. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. House panel okays ag spending bill. 
The House Appropriations Committee advanced a $27.2 billion spending bill for the Agriculture Department and Food and Drug Administration that would provide significant new funding for conservation technical assistance, rural broadband, and food safety. The committee approved the bill on a party-line 31-26 to vote after Republicans argued the 8.3% increase in spending in the overall bill was excessive. The funding is likely to be cut significantly during negotiations with the Senate, which has yet to begin work on its version. Before the final vote on the bill, the committee adopted by voice vote an amendment offered by Representative Dan Newhouse, a Washington Republican, that would prohibit companies from China, Russia, North Korea, or Iran from buying U.S. farmland. The U.S. cannot become dependent on our adversaries for our domestic food supply, he said. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. OECD, ag subsidies rise sharply as sustainability spending falls. Government farm subsidies around the globe are at a record level while funding for agriculture programs to combat climate change has declined. That's according to a study by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. That study was conducted in 54 countries, including all the OECD nations, as well as some developing nations. It says average spending on ag subsidies between 2019 and 21 was roughly $817 billion, a 13% increase from spending in 2018 through 2020. In the meantime, funding directed at longer-term efforts to combat climate change and other food system challenges dropped to an average of 13% of support spending, down from 16% during the same time frame. This is not a good signal, as a significant boost to sustainable productivity growth is needed to address the challenges facing food systems while simultaneously keeping agriculture emissions on track to reach the Paris Agreement targets, said OECD Director for Trade and Agriculture, Marion Jansen. Trump-era habitat definition rescinded by Wildlife Services. The Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Marine Fisheries Service have rescinded the Trump administration's definition of habitat under the Endangered Species Act. The agencies say that definition would have made it difficult to designate areas unoccupied by species, but necessary for their recovery. The Trump-era rule published after the 2020 election, but before the end of then-President Trump's term, was unclear, confusing, and inconsistent with the conservation purposes of the ESA, that according to the agencies. The ag community had largely supported the definition of habitat, a word that the ESA has never defined. The ESA requires the FWS and the NMFS to list species as threatened or endangered and then designate their critical habitat. In opposing the rescission proposal, the American Farm Bureau Federation said that the return to a case-by-case review reverts back to decades of uncertainty for landowners like farmers and ranchers. Well, here's today's She Said It. When COVID hit, we were having these conversations about what you do at work. But now we're having the conversations about what happens at home as well. That's Theresa Kine, 
president and CEO of AgSafe, describing how California's injury and illness prevention program laid the foundation for pandemic safety programs during a panel discussion for the Public Policy Institute of California yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, June 24th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.